So yeah, it's a. Uh, it's officially December, which is crazy. I don't know how it got to December. And I feel like it's okay to talk about Christmas now because we've got the Christmas decorations up. And so, sorry for anybody that's like, it's too early. It's not, right? We're talking about Christmas. <laughs> but I, lo- I love this season, right? It's my mum's birthday on Christmas, which is absolutely lovely. Um, I love seeing all the lights come up on people's houses. I love putting tree decorations up. We're putting our decorations up this afternoon. I need a nap first, but I'm buzzed for it later. And, um, and it's just like such a nice time for me. I always like look forward to this. I, d- I really struggle in the winter. And so Christmas is like a really good kind of benchmark for me. And, um, but what I'm really realizing in the job I do now, so I've worked in schools for the last like five years and um, I now work as part of Bexley Council working with young, like vulnerable young people. And what I'm, I think, you know, like you already know something, but it really comes to the forefront of your mind, which is this season is tough. Like this season, it's really easy to get caught up in lights and baking and Christmas presents and oh my gosh. And then someone's behind the surface going, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm stressed. I'm anxious. You know, there's so many things that this season brings up that can be stressful and, you know, I absolutely loved Warm Bank last week, but I wish it wasn't a thing, you know? Like, I wish, you know, I was talking to our volunteer and saying, Food Bank here does an amazing job, but I wish it wasn't a thing. It sucks, but we do good work. It's, you know, like swings and roundabouts, but it's just, I'm just so conscious and like, God put this kind of word to me a few weeks ago and I've got to say, it's not super festive, but I'm telling you by the end of it, it'll be positive, right? We're just, we're just saying that right now. Don't get disheartened. But I looked up um, a, a few facts. And um, the Childhood Trust put out an article in 2020. So bear in mind, this is kind of just into COVID. We've got a few years on from that. And it says over two thirds of children supported by charities in London are not looking forward to Christmas or find the Christmas period really difficult. The reasons why children gave that this period is so difficult is 89% said it was experiencing poverty, 74% said experiencing anxiety, 65% said stress, 58% said feelings of isolation, parents or carers with physical or mental health problems, 53%, like the list goes on and on and on. And that's without, you know, domestic abuse or just other stuff that unfortunately happens in our world and again like it's something that's very present in my job at the moment and so I'm just super aware that when I wanted to bring God's word this morning it was like I wanted to tackle maybe where people were at you know instead of kind of it is December and it is Christmas but instead of kind of going down the the Christmas route I guess it's like actually like God it doesn't really matter what time of year we're at like life is tough And it's realistic and it's better to be honest with ourselves, better to be honest with God and say, God, I need you to meet me where I'm, you know, where I'm at because I'm not doing that great. Um, And I I actually think I say this in every single preach, but you guys know by now, I'm a planner. I like things in place. I like a certain order into my life. But the issue with that, and when I'm trying to plan things out, so like me and Chris have kind of looked, Chris, my husband, we look at finances I'm always like, right, let's get the spreadsheet out. Let's be super practical. And what happens is I don't stop and go, 
God, can, can you help me out with this first? It's like the fifth thought, which is really bad considering, you know, I'm up here, but it's realistic, right? Like, it's sometimes really difficult when times are really tough for God to be at the very front of our minds because life is so practical. You know, bills, paying bills is practical. Figuring out what's going to happen on Christmas Day, it's practical. Lots of practical things happen in our life. And it just sometimes doesn't leave room for God to intervene. And I just... I wanted to just highlight that this morning, that one, you're not alone if you're like me. I hope I'm not the only one, but you've got another person that's like you, that constantly, like my biggest prayer is, sorry, God, <laughs> I keep trying to do this without you and I really need your help. Like, honestly, if there was like a little um, like fact-finding thing about my life, that's number one prayer on my list because it's so easy to do. It's so easy to just plod along with life and then when things are like really, 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 really bad, oh, then we need to ask for God's help. And it's like, you know, God is present all the time, right? Like that's, that's how awesome it is. And I just, I love what the worship was saying. And I love the words that were given. That's like God meets us where we're at. And that's awesome because instead of kind of going, God, I'm going to do it my way. And could you just, you know, sliver your way in somewhere and just slot yourselves in all the gaps? God goes, no, like I want to be, I want to be fully present in your life. And I was thinking like, how do I, how do I get to a place and how do we get to a place where God is at the forefront of our mind? And it was a one really simple answer. Well, I just have more faith, right? Everyone, everyone, they just need to believe more, which obviously is just not an easy solution because even though we know we believe in a God that is all powerful that is all loving that sees the end from the or the beginning to the end it's so tricky sometimes to kind of think like Viv's word that's like actually the God that I'm asking for help from is also the one that left the 99. I mean, I just absolutely love, I don't have kids, but I, I mean, I pictured like the six of us, so our family and the Curtis family all running around and that must've been hectic enough, right? And that's with like human beings that kind of listen to instructions. And then, um, and then yeah, there's like 99 or 100 sheep. I just, I just think it's such a realization that we hear all these things all the time, but how often do we, have it at the forefront of our minds. And instead of kind of getting to the place of panic and of like, oh no, I, I've got myself into a bit of a muddle. God, can you help me? Like, where do we, how do we encourage ourselves and how do we remind ourselves for God to be number one at the front? And um, again, like as I was kind of like praying about this and figuring out, you know, what to talk about, um, I really felt God well, it led me to two things. I'll explain number one. So it um, led me to Hebrews 11. So we are going to get a bit interactive. So this is number. T this is idea number two, right? I've got to say, when I was doing it this morning, I was like, God, why, do, why, do, why are we doing this again? Because I'll tell you what, this is a bit of a pass the parcel situation. And um, I was bored this morning. I don't know how, I don't know. I, honestly, props to any parent that does pass the parcel because this wound me up this morning. But... I felt like God, yeah, wanted to go through Hebrews 11. And if you don't know, um, it is just one chapter about people having faith in God and God providing or God being in those difficult places. And so 
we're going to have to work as a family, as a team, right? There's going to be no music, I'm just putting it out there. But this is like a little, you know, pass the parcel. So I'm going to give it to Dad. He's going to, in a minute, he's going to open the first layer and then there'll be something inside and then I'm sure it'll be very self-evident. And then you pass it to the next person. Right, we get it. Okay, we've done pass the parcel before. Okay, so Hebrews 11, I'm going to read verses 1 to 3 and it starts out saying, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earn a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Cue dad opening. Layer number one. <laughs> I don't know how much time this is going to take. Oh, oh, it's falling out. Okay, could you read it out? By faith, Abel bought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks even though he is dead. Nice, love that. So we're going to pass it along. The idea is this, sometimes we can read, especially a long chapter, and lose sight of everything and so I just really wanted to like almost take it in intervals of like hearing these stories hearing people's faith of like God providing um next layer are we good you unwrap it and then there should be something inside <laughs> oh you know like just honestly God plants these things in your mind you're like oh this will be a great idea yeah pass the parcel who knows if it'll actually work but it's fun oh yeah yeah let's do that By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Yeah, you can open it. I'm going to work my way around the room. Sorry, for people online, this is probably a nightmare. <laughs> I didn't really think this through, if I'm honest. Pass it to the next person. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, and holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became hearers of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. Thank you. You could just, just keep what, what, what number are you up to? Okay, great. <laughs> Next one. Sorry, I realise there's like terror in people's eyes. I thought this would be really nice, but everyone's looking at it going, oh, I've got the present. What's happening? It's going to come over here. Maybe Wendy will move it over. Yes, yeah, started. Sorry. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were theirs, who, sorry, 
who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. You could just keep pieces of paper. Right, we move it over to this side. <laughs> After this, you need to stop. Oh. Yeah, no, 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 it's all good. Oh, well, no, you're the next layer, so. <laughs> right. so do you know how fast parcel works? And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise and so from this one man and he as good as deed came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore amazing yeah i just do you know what it's just so nice to kind of just stop i know it might be terrifying sorry you've done great reading but it's just awesome to kind of just take the bible slowly and you know these gaps of like listening to it is because I just want us to see these are all snippets of tiny like stories in the Bible that show us where God has been faithful. People have believed in God, believed in the one that is all powerful, all loving and God has, you know, come through with it. And so if you're a note person, sort of point one, although I don't have a PowerPoint, is when we put our faith in the right person, God follows through. That when we're, re- when we're hearing these stories, this is, I mean, this is a little game of pass the parcel, but it was purposely because I just wanted to take time to hear each of these stories, to go, actually, they're all about someone having faith in God and him delivering on his promises. And so when we're kind of going through this season, or maybe this has been a whole year for you of struggle, when you put your faith in the right person, God isn't going to let you fall. Absolutely on point, Sharice's word about the ice. That I just, you know, like you didn't even know these things were going to happen. Thank you for sharing because I just thought, yes, that is so on point of like, I mean, I should have just let people just have words. It was great. I didn't need to say anything. But yeah, it's just so good to kind of ground ourselves and remind ourselves that it isn't about just having more faith and the more we kind of close our eyes and believe the things will happen but it's like actually we need to relax in the fact that we have a God that is going to be there for us that delivers on his promises that never ever 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 has failed us and never ever 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 will and so you know these stories in the bible they are not easy stories they're not people going Oh, I I don't know, tripped over and God picked me back up. Like, if you hear these stories, and I really do pray that you go back and kind of read through Hebrews 11. Maybe I'll do it at the end, like go through the whole thing. But go through each of these stories and go, these are, you know, this is, this is, these are people's lives. That's the Bible. This isn't a made up story. Like, we believe that the Bible is truth. And so people went through this stuff. And, you know, putting faith in God is scary. It isn't, you know, sunshines and rainbows all the time. And it isn't, quite honestly, Christmas cheer and, you know, loveliness. It's, it's asking God to meet you in that, in that tough place. And he knows exactly what we need and he will provide for it. Again, some of these stories, some of these people in the Bible probably didn't expect things to happen that happened. 
but God followed through anyway and he was there for us and you know we always say the phrase of like come to God as a child but seriously like we are God's children and you know when I was younger my mum sorry to embarrass her was really good at getting us involved with cooking so we'd always you know was really good at getting us in the kitchen getting us involved and it's like you made this how good is that that's great and you know and now I have quite a love for cooking. I think all three of us actually are pretty confident in the kitchen because my parent took time to kind of nurture me and grow and all that sort of stuff. And now I feel confident in that thing. And you know, God is our father. The more we spend time with God, the more, you know, we do those things. We go, God, can you teach me how to be more patient? I'm still learning it. Flipping it. It's just too much, right? <laughs> That's something I need to learn. But it's like, God, teach me more of this. Or God, teach me more of this. He goes, I'm going to be with you. We're going to be like father and child. Like we're going to get together. We're going to learn what you, you know, what I want you to grow into. That's the same God, the same God that we're trusting in, the same God that is going to provide for us, the same God in, the, in these, you know, biblical stories is also that father that just says, come on, child, like, let's do this together. You are dependent on me. You know, children, again, I've not had children, but I just absolutely love, we don't actually have any children here today, but we do have quite a few little ones. And they are so dependent on their parents, but in the most beautiful way. You see kids like, hold me, or like, I need food, or like, they're so dependent. And you know what? It's like, it's not an embarrassing thing to be dependent on Jesus. It's such a, I think, a necessity that, like, every day we're hungry to go, God, like, teach me something new. Can we, you know, metaphorically, can we be in the kitchen together and cook up something? Like, can we do this together? Because when we get involved with Jesus, that's where our needs are being met. And I love, I love this verse in Matthew. So in Matthew 6, verses 25 to 33... I'm reading from the NLT version. It says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you think, why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. I just love that. Like my mum's big into bird watching and I absolutely love birds of prey and I just... I just think it's fascinating seeing them and being like, how, how do they provide? Like, if you watch Planet Earth or, or, you know, Blue Planet or any of those things, you know, animals survive in the wild all the time. And you're like, they seem to do it because God has these awesome creations and he looks after them. You know, we went to, um, went to Iceland recently, which was lovely, by the way. <laughs> and um, 
And we got to see such different landscapes to like the UK. So it's a lot of like glaciers, mountains, rock formations that have kind of been jagged over time. And it was just honest. So we've spent a lot of time on coaches, on excursions. And me and Chris just loved looking out the window, looking at these different landscapes. And there was a designer who made that. How cool is that? That we look outside and we're like, oh, Jesus made that. God made that. And that same God who made these awesome things that we get to see is also the same one that is going to look after us. I think more than ever, it's so funny, like sometimes you can read this, this Matthew verse and, or verses and sometimes it feels like more metaphorical, but I just think this is so like on point. It's like, why are we worrying about what we eat, what we drink, what we'll wear? Like right now in the winter, that's probably people's biggest worries, you know, like how am I going to put food on the table? How am I going to, you know, heat my house? Do I have enough clothing to kind of look after my children in the winter? Like all those sorts of worries. And God goes, I already did it. Like I've, I already look after these landscapes, these flowers, these animals, like everything. Don't you think I'm going to look after you? And I just think, you know, again, it's not about reading the Bible and just going, oh, I just need to have more faith. It's about actually just reminding ourselves and going, God, I'm so sorry. Like, I just need to be brought back into the place of, of reminding, to remind myself of stuff I already knew. But God, you're so awesome that you're, and gentle that you just, you just plant those seeds again and we'll just grow again and we'll learn more. And um, yeah, I just think it's awesome. Sam, it's your time to shine. We're going again with Hebrews 11. <laughs> By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to. To him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. It's good. These are all good stories. I think when I was going through this, what struck me, point number two, if people are taking notes, <laughs> there's not really any points, is God meets us in the tough places. You know, like we go, you know, obviously I've got it in front of you, 
me, but I would encourage you to get your Bible out or get your Bible app or whatever. Just just kind of go through these, right? You've got you've got you know sacrifices that are being made. You've got Noah and the boat and the flood. I bet that wasn't you know a lovely word from God that he received. You've got Jacob and you know his insane amount of sons. You've got Sarah who was told that she was never going to have children and then gave birth to like a whole a whole nation. You've got people dying for Jesus and kind of going out into the wilderness just by faith. You've got, yeah, we did get up to this bit. <laughs> You've got Abraham who offered um, his son as a sacrifice. Like, again, I don't have children, but I don't think any of us would be, you know, that have children would find that an easy task. You know, God meets us in the tough places. So even though I do believe that it's like God, you know, we should worship and kind of give glory to God all times and all seasons, but be reassured that if you're in that tough place, if you're like, Christmas is the most stressful time for me, I absolutely just, I just want to crawl into a corner and die somewhere, God is going to meet you in that place. I am, I drive my, well, I use my car for work now. I'm, I feel very, very thankful that we have a car because it's given me so much freedom. And on, I put on a worship playlist and I was listening to it the other day. I did about 40 minutes driving in, like, in one stint. And, um, and I realised like all my, well, a lot of my worship songs on my playlist are just basically like, God, can you meet me in the dark places? And it's not, it's not necessarily because... I, you know, I'm constantly in that, but it's just because I need that reminder to go, when you think you've shut all your doors, when you've closed all your curtains, when you've hidden as, as you know, tied up as you possibly can, God is still going to meet you. There is absolutely nowhere that you can run from his presence, and that's not in like a creepy way that's like, oh, I've got to get rid of God. It's like, let God meet you in those dark places. Like these people that had faith in Jesus, I'm sure it was tough. And like you can go back into the Bible and kind of read these stories like in their stories in themselves. These are just snippets, but it is tough. And, you know, it's easy again to get wrapped up in the consumerism market or, or being like, oh, you've got to be happy all the time. But there's still stuff that is rubbish happening in the world you know in our country alone but there are still wars going on there is Christmas just because Christmas is around doesn't mean these things stop and so it's okay you know when dads were saying about our fellowship fund it's okay to say it despite what season I'm in God I need your help or church I need your help or whatever that looks like there's no shame there's no um condemnation that that is a bad thing it's okay. And, you know, we have, a, we have a God that is worthy of being believed in, but that sometimes can be tough. And so reading, for me anyway, like reading these stories in the Bible, I'm like, man, like if these people can believe in God through these circumstances then sh and, and God delivered, then surely God is going to support my finances or God is going to support my housing or what, you know, whatever your prayer is. Psalms 9 verses 9 to 10 says, The Lord is a shelter for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. 
Those who know your name trust in you. For you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search you. I'm going to read that again. The Lord is a shelter for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search you. That more than ever, again, to be perfectly honest, I feel like I'm just saying stuff you already know, but I just want to really kind of hit home and kind of bring it to the, the front of your minds that God does not abandon those who search him. That when we say, God, I need you to meet me in a tough place, or I need you to meet my friend or my family in their tough situation, he's there. You know, and I don't know if anyone saw on the... Um, on the prayer chat, but Chloe, I think Chloe's mum had a friend who had a baby that was really like suffering and had to go into hospital. It was put on the prayer group and then like a day later, a couple of days, I can't remember, Chloe's sending a testimony that's like, this baby's okay. Like it was just, it's just awesome. And I know that isn't everybody's story. I get it. Like there are still, like I said, there's still awful things that happen every day, but we have a God that delivers, a God that goes through these things with us and he's gonna be there for us and so again like you know I, I love the word stronghold because what I picture is literally like a concrete I don't know like a maybe a box or something but one that is like you try and shove it you know you try and kick it down you try and drill it up it's not gonna move it is not moving for anything because it is strong it is sturdy it is dependable and that is exactly the God that we serve. And I just, I just love it. I just love these kind of reminders. So yeah, where are we up to? Who has the present now? By faith, when his end was near, spoke about, um, sorry, by faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the um, exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the, um, concerning the uh, burial of his bones. Dave, would you like to uh, open a wrap-up? Perfect, tomorrow. Thank you. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born, because they saw he was an ordin no ordinary child, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. No, okay, Ivy, are you okay? <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry, you got the long one. You're going to be great. <laughs> By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ 
as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt, because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood, so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. I'm going back to you, Megan. <laughs> there's, there's three layers left. Is empty? No, it's not empty. <laughs> By faith, the people... Well, by faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. I think this is the second to last one. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. <laughs> yeah. One, I just want to say appreciate for everyone that read today. But I just think, one, sometimes it's great that things like come out of our own mouths. Like I really think what we speak out is powerful. Um, and again, like Megan shared it in the worship this morning that yeah, saying stuff out, singing stuff out is powerful. And, you know, I've got to say, a lot of these verses, like I said, they're not the most festive, right? But I think it's encouraging, you know, to kind of bring it back to Christmas. We celebrate the birth of a baby Jesus, but he, he turned into something absolutely incredible. And again, I'm just going to keep repeating what everyone else said. But what Megan said about it is absolutely ridiculous, that the Son of God died so you and me could be washed clean. Like, that is mind-blowing. And I've spent time just going over and over and over at this and just weeping. Because I'm like, God, this isn't real. This cannot be real. I can't get my mind round. How can I be, you know, that important in some respect? And then God just goes, it's not really about you. It's about me. You know, and this is just such an awesome time so all of these stories, it says, it said at the very start that these people in days of old earned a good reputation by their faith. And, you know, our friends and family see our faith that despite things just going upside down, 180, whatever, that people around us see the stronghold in our lives. You know, I've... I've been to like six different workplaces now and, um, and every single one of them, I know this can sound really weird, I just feel like you do like spot the Christian, right? Because there's just something about somebody that believes in God and I always think, you, mu you must have some form of faith and then it gets slipped out and I'm like, I knew it, I knew it, I knew they believed in Jesus because they're just, I don't know whether it's just because like I'm a Christian but people spot this, people see that difference in you, that, that, that faith and Jesus working within you and so these, 
you know, God is with us in the tough places and God delivers on his promises. But our friends and family, just like this, these stories in the Bible, people see the faith we have in Jesus. And, you know, sometimes it can be really difficult to approach a conversation with people that we hang out with and go, hey, can I just tell you about Jesus? They go, mm, no. But they do see things like warm space or things like the John 3.16 fund. They see us showing God's love, God's forgiveness. You know, if you've, if you've had, I don't know, a friend or a family, big row, and you just go, God, you're going to have this, and I'm just going to forgive them, and we're all just going to move on, people don't get it. People get so confused and they think, you know, you must be lying, right? Because you're going to, you know, you know, you're going to hate me in the long run. It's like, no, this is me displaying what God has placed inside me. This is me displaying just like, you know, mum teaching me how to cook and now I can cook for other people. It's God growing something in us and that faith in us that even though we're in the tough places, even though things might not be working out, even though things kind of seem like, God, uh, I'm not really sure what you're doing in this place, that people go... But there's, there's something about you. There's something different. And I just think Christmas time is such an awesome time to share our testimony because people kind of get wrapped up in Christmas, you know, and it tends to be, I think I read, I don't know what the stat was, but people tend to attend church more at Christmas time because they feel like it's the thing to do. It's a great thing. You know, they're getting in the building there and, and it sparks a great opportunity to go, oh, you know what I did at Christmas? I was at church, like, or do you know what I was doing? Oh, I was at, a, you know, a carol service or whatever it looks like and go and just sharing those little glimmers of actually having, you know, faith in Jesus and then people going, oh, okay, I, you know, I want that sense of peace or I want that sense of calm in my life. Where do you get it from? You know, what store can I go to to retrieve that? And we go, no, no. It's Jesus. <laughs> I just think it's awesome. I just think it's so much, it just brings joy to me to know actually people get to see that. And, you know, the more and more we get closer to God, the more he, like, shines out on us. And so third sort of final point, if you're a point taker, is more just like a question and asking yourselves, where are you displaying faith for others to see? You know, these these stories in Hebrew 11, these are countless times of people displaying faith in things that other people just didn't get. You know, I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Prince of Egypt. Like, I love the music, love the story. Was a bit gutted when I found out actually it's not super biblical, but, or like there's like things that never really happened, but it really brought me to have such a, a love for the story of Moses because it really just challenged me that I'm like, literally from his birth, things were going wrong. You know, <laughs> like, he was used by God, but things were going wrong literally from the start. Like, his mum had to, you know, had to flee what was an awful situation and put her baby in a basket. I, I don't know if any of us, would again, would be willing to put our lovely little cute baby... Oh, off you go. It's, it's scary stuff, right? And so it's just things like this where you think, you know what, like... We have a, a father who is worth that faith, that we have somebody that goes, this makes no sense. I know. I've got it. Just like when, you know, kids say, you know, why? Why? And you constantly hear it and you're like, just because. Jesus must do that with us sometimes, right? Like, must just go, 
come on, like, just, I'm, I'm, I'll show you one day. And, like, again, what Sai said earlier about hindsight is, like, I'm sure we can all look back in things in our lives and go, oh, that's where I saw Jesus. I just didn't know it at the time, you know? And they're the sort of things that can be shared. They're the sort of things that encourage other people, other Christians, non-Christians to go, how did you get through that? Ah, oh, well, let me tell you about Jesus. Like, it's super, super encouraging. And I absolutely love Testimony Sunday. And, I, and, you know, I know Dad said this the other week, but I really do pray it continues because it's just such a declaration of God's faithfulness time and time again and we are not the only people that have testimonies right it's so awesome we like we use the prayer chat we use other people will text in and whatever and it's just so good to share you know what I didn't know where God was at and then he followed through and it's not about us going oh God got there in the, in the nick of time you know it's going God did exactly what he planned to do and he knew what was going to happen and he brought you through it and he's going to do it time and time Again, you know, I loved Megan's testimony she shared last week. If you weren't here, she shared about her housing situation and how God always just leaves it till like, what, four, six weeks beforehand and then goes, oh, now I've got housing for you, you know. And some of Megan's friends might look and go, I don't know how you, why are you not stressing? Like, what is, you're not a normal human being. People stress about these sorts of things. And Megan's just like, I've seen God time and time again provide for me I don't need to worry like there is still stress and there is still worry don't get me wrong but I know I have seen countless times of God delivering for me and so you know what that stress and worry gets to sit at the feet of our father because he's going to carry me through again Isaiah 9 6 says which we read a lot in our um in Christmas kind of time. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's the one we're putting our faith in this morning. Like that's the person we're coming back to that reminds us Oh, yeah, I'm in safe hands. Oh, yeah, my family are in safe hands. My situation is in safe hands. You know, we get to experience that. And how wonderful is that? And I just, I actually just can't shout about it enough because I, similar to Megan, I've seen time and time again with my job, you know, Megan's reoccurring theme is like her housing. For me, it's jobs. I've been in six different jobs and every single time I'm like, um, God, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, this is great. I have bills to pay. Please hurry up. And God just goes, I've got this. And every single time. So now, I mean, I really do hope I stay in my job. But even if tomorrow I'm told you don't have a job anymore, I know my father has already placed something new in plan for me, that whatever bills that need to be paid are going to be covered. Whatever stress and worries me and Chris have is going to be settled because our father in heaven provides for us. I just love it. And I just, my prayer is that you kind of go away from today reminded of things that you already knew, but it's a good reminder. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this morning, Father. I thank you that you are so, so, so dependable. And even in in times where we forget, even in times where we even doubt, you are still dependable. 
you are still that stronghold. You are still the person we can go to in times of trouble. We are still the person that shines. You're still the person that shines the light in the darkness. Like, thank you, Father, that you are awesome. And I pray we walk away today feeling encouraged, but also thankful for who you are and know that whatever state we're in this, you know, this in this season, that you are the God that provides. And I pray that you just expand our hearts, expand our faith, and help us put our trust more and more in you every day. In your name. Amen. <laughs>